Looking to fast forward your practice goals? Commonwealth Financial Network can help you evolve your business by providing entrepreneurial capital, affiliation flexibility, and tailored business strategies. Everything you need to put your practice into the fast lane. Welcome to a better path to success. Welcome to Commonwealth. To learn more, visit Commonwealth.com. Commonwealth Financial Network is a member of FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Hi, I'm Suzanne Syracuse. Welcome to my new podcast, Focused on the Future, Keys to Building a Profitable, Sustainable, and Impactful Business. And I am excited to be partnering with WealthManagement.com on this. This series will focus on what firms need to embrace to ensure their growth and success for the future. And you'll hear from industry leaders and advisors on what is working for them. The content is directed at firms that are already successful and looking to stay that way, and also for those who are focused on taking their firms to that next level. I have a great lineup of guests in store, and today I'm kicking it off with Hannah Moore. Hannah is the owner and principal advisor at Guiding Wealth, founder of Amplified Planning, and creator of The Externship. Welcome, Hannah. So great to have you on. And you are guest number one, so no pressure. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Suzanne. And it is such an honor to be here with you today. Well, I am very excited to speak to you. And you are one busy woman and really making a significant impact for your clients and our profession as a whole. So I'd love to set the stage by understanding how you actually got into the financial planning profession in the first place. What made you decide to choose this as a career? You know, I had no idea this even was, this field even existed, like so many people who come into financial planning. You know, I was I was thinking about this recently and I realized that, you know, growing up in South Dakota where I grew up, I didn't know anybody who needed a college degree to do their job except for teachers. And so I went to school because I was just kind of good at school, good at math, good at numbers, always had an interest in personal finance, you know, would listen to the people on the radio, uh, you know, all, all of that stuff. And I went to school and all I wanted to do was help people. That, that was really kind of the core of what I wanted to do. And so I worked at a nonprofit kind of really ran up the ranks in a very short time there to where I was the right hand, I guess, right hand woman for the finance director. I was writing their grants, doing their payroll, just in, in all of that. So I'd really build my resume up for that, but realize that this isn't, wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, so just as, as it works, I walked into my apartment one day and I said, I, I can't do this the rest of my life, which is very counter. If you know me, it's very, not how I operate. The next day I had an intro to personal finance class. Uh, and the professor uh, called me up after class and said, Hannah, you need to consider changing your major. Uh, you're just this, it, really how I describe it. It's just how my brain works um, is financial planning. And he's like, I've never had a student consistently score this high in my, in my class. Like you need to consider changing your major. I had no idea. I had no idea what I was getting into. And so I just said, okay. And literally the next day was the day I had to sign up for my last semester of classes. So if I hadn't made that decision the day before, I, I wouldn't even be here, uh, which is just a really cool kind of serendipitous, how, how things just kind of evolve uh, through that. And so I ended up getting an internship here at a financial planning firm. And it was just, it's a very interesting, you know, kind of culture shock. Uh, I was, I got to sit in on two client meetings 
And the first client meeting I had to sit on their eating out budget was more than I made my first year as from a professional salary standpoint. And so, you know, coming from South Dakota where, you know, it's my dad worked at Walmart, my mom stayed at home with the five kids, you know, it's just a very different world. Um, but what was so cool about that and what's really kind of driven me in my career is that, you know, while the numbers were very different, what I heard from them was the, the same. Um, and so that's, what's really just intrigued me as I worked with clients from all different income levels, all different situations, you know, it's, 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 this, this idea of like how we relate with our money is just fascinating to me and something that, that just keeps me going today. You know, it's so many things like that by chance that people get into yeah. this profession, right? What made you decide to sign up for the personal finance class? You know, I just love this. I mean, I remember listening to, was it uh, Dave Ramsey on the radio. Uh, there was a money matters. Uh, I used to like, you know, when I had my car, I would like just drive around just so I could listen to the radio. And so it was an intro to personal finance class and they have the one for non-majors. And so I did it for the majors cause I was in the business school. And I mean, that's, that's what I do. Uh, and it was really fun. The professor, I was kind of going the nonprofit management route. So that was my degree. And he gets up there the first day and he was like, you know, Miss Westby, cause you know, I made a name. He's like, are, are you sure you're in the right class? And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, yes, I'm in the right class. Like I know that, you know, I'm going on this nonprofit route, but yes, I'm in the right place. And so, so that was, you know, just kind of just an innate interest in, in this space and just realizing like it was an elective class for me. Like I didn't think it was going to be count towards my major or anything like that. It was just, Hey, this looks interesting. And, and, and jumped in that way. And then um, I love that. And Dave Ramsey, I mean, that's just such a name from the past and just so still yeah. relevant. I'm glad that that you are tuning in because the stuff that you've been doing and uh, the value you've brought to this profession um, in, in a relatively short period of time is really extraordinary. How did you um, how did you get that internship? Yeah. So I did it through my local FPA career fair. Um, so I got, that's, you know, one of the big planning shops here in Dallas. And then, um, a professor connected me with the lady I ended up working for, um, for several years. And I was 22. She was 68. Four years later, I ended up buying her practice and bought another small practice after that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was really, you know, I think one of the things that's interesting is I didn't have a playbook. I never saw what a career path was like, because again, nobody from my past had any ideas. And so so when I was thrown in these situations, you know, in my interview with, with her, she said like, I'm going to need a succession plan. Are you interested in that? I had no idea what a succession plan was like, literally like I'm like writing it down and like going out, you know, as before smartphones and being like, okay, I need to Google this when I get home. Cause I don't, I don't know what a succession plan is. But my answer was yes. Like, of course, I'm going to be interested in that. Um, and so it's, you know, it, it's been this interesting, like I, I didn't have a framework for how a career should progress because I never saw that, um, you know, growing up and which I think it's, you know, in some ways been helpful. Otherwise it's been you know difficult, but it's, it's just an interesting kind of dynamic in my story. Yeah, my goodness. That's, that is so interesting. And um, how, again, serendipitous that you connected yeah. with this woman, you ended up uh, acquiring her practice, um, all kinds of interesting details into your story, mm -hmm. Hannah. So, um, so glad that you, that you followed your heart and followed your head too. I mean, it sounds yeah. like this is like a perfect profession for you. So this podcast is really all about the future mm -hmm. and what firms and individuals need to do to be successful, not just now, but in the future. As a millennial woman firm owner, 
what are the key areas that you are focused on at your firm to serve current and future clients? You know, there's a couple pieces when I think about this. I think about, you know, myself, right? I think about my employees now. Um, I want to make sure that like, I don't want to just go work for 40 years and then retire and sail off into the sunset. I want my life to have meaning now. I want it to there to be an innate joy that's coming in through my life. I want that to be with my employees too. I want the work that we do to matter for us as people. Like I want my life, my role, you know, I, I have three small children at home. I'm, I'm married. I have, there's so many different aspects of who I am and I want my work to help fuel those other parts of it. I don't want my work to be something that just drains me so that then my family is getting the leftover parts of me. I want my work to be something that inspires the rest of my life, that I go home energized. Um, and that's what I want for my employees too. So when I think about the future um, you know, I'm focusing on kind of the firm side, there's going to have to be a reimagining of how we're engaging with our people. How are we helping them build a life that they want to live? You know, my, my paraplanner works with me and she's brilliant. She's probably been the most impactful person to help change kind of how I work. And she, we, she is coming, she was working. She stayed at home with her kids for five years and she works part-time and she works in the evening and she works in all these other ways that it fits her life and everything is happening. Like it's truly, she's my biggest impact player to date um, wow. with kind of all the things that I've done, but this work is fitting her life. Uh, we're recognizing what's unique about her and like, what's really great about her, what energizes her and then building an experience around that for her as well. Um, because in the firm of the future, your people are what matter and, and building, you know, thinking of like, how do we, you know, adapt, how do we, how do we help make this a great experience for, for our employees? I think that's going to become more and more important that culture that we're building from a firm standpoint, the same is true with our clients. Yep. You know, it's our clients are, you know, it, they're not coming to us of just, you know, I just need you to manage my investments. Like, I just need you to take this off. They're really coming to like, they're first, first of all, an experience, but really coming, there's so much more that they want to know, you know, it's keeping their investments like that might keep them up at night, but I promise you there's a million more things that are keeping them up at night. And that's really kind of this power of planning that we can do. And, you know, by doing that, you're, you know, by really investing in your clients and really having the conversation as deeper, you know, you, there was a recent study that came out and said, I think it said a third of the large RAs are actually incorporating planning into, into like the regular, like client case you know, the more you do that, your clients are going to be stickier. You're going to give meaning to your employees for the work that they're doing. And I often say, you know, it, helping somebody make more money, like helping an owner make more money um, at my detriment, like doesn't inspire me. Like that's not going yeah. to be exciting for the next generation of planners. Yeah. And um, I love what you said. I love that the, the term, the power of planning. And mm. it's actually shocking to me that not every planner out there is incorporating planning, yeah. right? Um, and how important that is and all these different aspects that clients are looking for. So you basically are saying you better um, tailor your offerings to the client of the future and they're going to want a lot more services than just investment management. Um, and then for your employees, I love the fact that your power planner is your, you know, the, 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 the person that made the most difference in your life. And I want to ask a question about that. Yeah. So how did you find, how did you find her? Yeah. So I, um, 
we had an employee leave and I had just had a baby. And so I'm sitting in my conference room, holding my like newborn and just being like, Oh my gosh. I was like, I just want a mom who gets it. Like that was what I wanted. Um, and so we went to hiremymom.com. Um, we went there to hiremymom.com. We really split the role. We had a, you know, kind of traditional junior planner role. We split that into two roles because just kind of what I was uniquely facing with all the stuff we're doing, amplify planning, the externship, um, I practice, we had just an executive assistant part-time, which we found on hire my mom as well. And then that's where we also found my, my pair planner as well. Um, of just really, again, just saying like, how can we best design this? You know, there's a lot of playbooks of how you hire, and there's a lot of wisdom in that in financial planning. And, um, but I also think that there's a place of saying, Hey, what do I need? And how can I fill in these gaps and then bringing people in uh, to help you in maybe non-traditional ways? I didn't even know that that website existed. So it's hiremymom.com. Yeah, hiremymom.com. And so it's all moms looking to get into the workforce, moms looking to kind of enhance what they're doing. And it's it's pretty incredible. My executive assistant, she's amazing. And she has her MBA. She has her CPA. She's getting to school for a PhD. She works a full-time job and, um, and they have a lot of flexibility. And so she was working you know, at another role that she was having to drive for and do all this. So she was working another part-time job on top of that. And now she gets to do this and incorporate these jobs just into her life. It's, it's pretty incredible. Like think about getting that level of talent. Um, as a, like you just, you can just, there's just so many creative ways when we think about our human capital in our firms today. Yeah. I, I think that's so important. And, you know, you mentioned something about like what your, um, motivation was to become mm-hmm. a planner is that you wanted to help people. That was yeah. something that was just inbred in, in, in who you are and what you wanted to do. And recent research, actually, I think it was from the externship, which we'll get to in a minute, um, talks about that's the number one reason that, that, um, that people are looking to join the profession. So very different than maybe, you know, 15, 20, 25 years ago about why somebody came into this profession. So if you're a firm that is hiring and growing your business, um, you almost have to realize that, the old way of thinking of like, okay, it's all about the money and the investments and things like that, that it's really about creating an experience at your firm that is flexible for those that are looking to come on board and also um, provides uh, lots of different services, not just investment management, and that you really need to go back to that core of like, they're looking to help people. Again, that goes to providing many more services other than just investment management. And really diving into the why, you know, I talked to so many firm owners who are struggling in, and they're just, they've lost the spark of why they love financial planning. And, you know, I think about that and it's like, like really refocusing on, you know, what is it that we do? I go to conferences like so many people do. And, you know, I sit in there in these sessions and I listen to it and it's, it's leading with, you know, why do I do this? It's so that I can work fewer hours, make more money. And like, okay, that's an inherently good. I think we can say that like, that's, you know, generally good. That's not going to inspire the next generation of talent that's coming in there. Why do they want to work for you? And they want to work for you so you can get a better life. Like, no, no, no. But they do want to work with you to change other people's lives. They, they really want, they really want this, this, um, the impact is, is so important. Part of the externship, which I know we're going to go into is we have a lot of career changers. 
in, in this program and they are successful in their careers. They're often making multiple six figures coming into financial planning, taking a huge pay cut to come into this. Uh, they want to have an impact and um, they've run the rat race. They've done that. They've put in the 60 hour weeks, 80 hour weeks. They, they, that's what they're getting away from. They want to go into a career that has meaning and we can uniquely provide meaning in this field because of the impact that we have with our clients. And that's a selling point that's going to attract you the best, the best talent. Um, I, we've surveyed them. They will take a pay cut to come work for you. If you can build then build in kind of just this purpose, this, this sense of belonging, this like, Hey, we're here for something bigger than ourselves. We're here to make an impact in our clients' lives and, you know, helping somebody that that's just such an underlining theme of what we see over and over again. Yeah, that's um, great insight and so important to those firms that are hiring. And again, you know, just hearings harder and harder to find talent. Yeah. So um, I want to touch on something that you said about, you know, providing additional services and um, yeah. the how do you scale some of that? Um, do you use various technology tools to help scale to provide some of those additional services that clients are demanding right now? Yeah. So I think it's, it's a fascinating time right now. And I think in, even in the next few years, we're going to see this kind of evolve um, even more dramatically. So I think it's a couple things. So one is yes, technology. I think technology is going to be a huge piece. It's going to build in so many efficiencies. It already has done that. And it's just going to continue even more. You know, we're seeing like open AI, kind of the things that are coming into play on that. I'm fascinated with the kind of how our tech firms are going to be using that to evolve this client experience and to enhance it. One of the other things that I don't think we talk enough about is it's also going to be around developing talent. Um, and, you know, we, we look at our talent. Oftentimes I see firms looking at talent as their task managers or not just task managers. They just complete tasks. And by shifting the mindset of like, how can we develop our talent to where they can be more effective in those client meetings? How can we shift? How do we, how do we develop our talent? So where they're not just here to check off tasks and, you know, get that business efficiency done, but really using them as, as kind of your eyes and ears and helping, helping build in that efficiency. Um, I think there's a big piece of that talent development that we're not focusing on that I think will be part of the future of firms that really excel in the future. They're going to focus on how do we develop our talent faster? How do we develop more effectively? Uh, because that'll make a huge difference for your firm. Yeah. Great. Great. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So shifting gears, um, not too long ago, you received the Heart of Financial Planning yeah. Award presented to you by the FPA. And that was due in part to the amount of impact you were making on the planning profession. And one of the many ways in which you are making that impact is through this program that we've alluded to a couple of times now called the Externship, which is getting a lot of buzz lately. And it's described as the only online training program dedicated to a career in financial planning. Um, it was originally created for students who had lost their internships, in-person internships um, due to COVID. So tell us about this program and why you took it upon yourself to address this need. 
you know, it was 2020 and, you know, we're, we were consulting with national FPA at the time. And we were just looking around and saying, how can we just help people, right? How can we just fill in a need? And we started seeing students, you know, like you said, losing their internships. We did some focus groups with them and realized that, you know, we can never replace a one-on-one, but basically everything else they were looking for, we could do better in at scale. And so we just sat down and just reimagined this whole experience. And so we did this. And what was so surprising to me is, you know, we thought we were solving for one problem, but we realized it was solving for a whole nother problem. So that registration was open almost, it was maybe three weeks and we just, a tremendous number of people signed up for it. Um, it was a free program. So anybody could put their email in. So we had over 1900 people do that. About 1100 were actually engaged in the program, uh, which is just really, really neat to kind of see that. Um, see that. And what we learned in that, that experience was we started seeing, and I think I knew this, but I really started to see it um, was the barriers that we throw up for coming into financial planning. And we don't even realize that we're putting them up. Like I didn't even realize this, but you started thinking about it. And I was like, we're asking people to give up tens of thousands of dollars often in education expenses, years of their life before they even get a glimpse into what financial planning is. Um, we're, we're asking career changers to truly quit their job and, and take a huge pay cut or go to zero and, and to start into like, before they even really have a good scope of what financial planning is they're they're going to school on this idea. Like they have a vision of what can happen, but there's still this massive gap that's out there. And so what we realized is what we're really doing is showing people what a career in financial planning can look like at a very early point in their, in their journey um, to becoming a financial planner. And it helps give them clarity. Now, I, mean, I can't tell you the number of times we've heard people say, I now I'm going to get my CFP. I know this is a direction I want to go. I now know that like, this is the area of financial planning I want to go into instead of this, which is what I thought was the only option available. We just get the testimonials like that over and over and over again. And so really what we've done with the externship is we've decreased the barriers of entry into financial planning and are helping people make better decisions on where they want to land in their career, uh, which is a really, it's just really empowering. And it's just a really, it's such a dynamic and diverse group. Um, and, and what a time and what yeah. a time savings for yes. firms and those individuals, right? So like how many times have you hired someone um, for those that are listening and the person's like, wait, I don't really even want to do this, right? Yep. This almost like pre-qualifies those yep. that are super interested in the profession, gives them a look under the hood, a day in the life of an advisor um, before they, you know, many times before they're even, um, be, before they even become an advisor, that's, so yeah. that's fascinating. How many, um, how has this program evolved now that we're yeah. intern, you know, in-person internships are, are back in, um, how has this program evolved? Does it work in partnership with in-person or how are you seeing yeah. that evolve? Absolutely. So we've seen, you know, obviously you talked about kind of the entryway that welcome that into financial planning. Um, but it is such a dynamic program. Um, I've often said, you know, I'm, you know, 12, 13 years in, into my, my career and I would do it every year because I learned so much and we're having firms take notice of that too. And so firms have started number one, sending their existing employees to the program, seeing how other people are doing financial planning. You're really going to get a, get a pulse. on like, what does the future of planning look like? What are kind of the different ways of doing this? 
oftentimes firms, we get tunnel vision. I know I do. You get tunnel vision on kind of who you're serving, what you're doing. The externship is going to open that up for you. And so we're seeing that, you know, we started this as an internship replacement program. And what we've realized is that it's really an internship supplement program, um, you know, where you can run this as a baseline to your internship program. Uh, My firm, so I'm just, you know, a small shop here in the Dallas area, we would have never, I, I would have shied away from ever hiring an intern. We're having an intern ourselves this summer because that I can put this externship as a baseline for it. So I'm not having to, I mean, because we all know hiring a new employee is a huge amount of, is a huge lift. Uh, and it's so much time and energy kind of goes into that. But now I can hire an intern because she's going to be going through this externship program and I can really customize her experience on these other, the 20 hours that she's going to be like working in my firm. Um, I have the capacity to do that. And so we're pulling in best practices from other fields. Um, uh, really there's, there's a whole body of knowledge around how to make a great internship experience. Right. Uh, and we're pulling that in to really give firms a step-by-step guide on how do you maximize this internship experience for, for your people, um, from the, from, you know, the intern's perspective, from the firm's perspective and, and really giving you the tools of like, Hey, here's a, here's the conversations that you need to be having in this week. These are the conversations you need, you know, mapping that out, um, helping share, like, Hey, here's what's going on in the externship. They're getting this survey of what this looks like. Here's how you can supplement that with your firm and giving them the resources, you know, to, to help with that and really helping them define why they're doing an intern and then setting goals based on that. I was talking to a firm, um, just this week where they really use their internship to qualify future hires. They're just like, you know, we want the best of the best. And so we were talking through that and they're like, yeah, last summer, you know, we had, you know, you know, just a handful of interns and we offered this job and it's like, well, yeah, you're looking for different things if that's your goal. Um, and so we have really have a guide to kind of walk through all of, all of those pieces, um, to really give it a great experience. The last thing I'll say on this is I was going to say like, what a huge resource this is for both the students and the career changers, but also for the firms. Um, to really like, I know it's, it's a, it's usually not anybody's full-time job to manage an internship program. So to be able to have something like this kind of already create a little bit of a plug and play is got to be a huge resource. And, you know, one of the things we talked earlier about the importance of this, why of, of really giving like meaning to, to your employees. One of the other interesting pieces is we were kind of building this out and doing some research. One of the other advantages to firms running an internship is that the people who are mentoring your interns, you have higher retention. And it makes sense when we think about this in terms of context of why, like, of how do we provide meaning to, to our people, to our employees. And, and this is a great way, you know, it's learn, is it like learn, do teach? Yeah. Um, we're, you're really helping t- that teaching side. You're developing your already hired talent, and um, which I think is an often overlooked piece, but it's really important in this like employee development, this, um, how are we training and developing our people uh, side of things as well? Absolutely. So speaking of, I often hear many firms say that they have a hard time finding and recruiting diverse talent to their firms, right? Um, And this is a big topic in our industry right now. Um, But the demographics of the externs is really fascinating. Yeah. 40, over 40% identifying as female, 10% as Black or African American, 10% Asian, 10% Latino, why do you think this program is successful in attracting diverse t- groups? What's what's the change game changing moment? 
I mean, I think we reduce the barriers of entry to, to this field. And so, you know, we were in the externship first, we had no idea that this was going to be like a, like that we were going to attract such a diverse group. Like we just basically met a need and then we got to see kind of what happened from that. You know, so I think number one, we're, we're decreasing the barriers to entry Two, we're showing how people can go and serve their communities. You know, we make sure that we have a diverse lineup. You know, we have, you know, the traditional firms that you would expect in the externship talking about, you know, how do they serve their clients with one or $5 million minimums every week though, we're also showing how somebody can provide financial planning for somebody who's at zero, or maybe even struggling with credit card debt of showing how financial planning impacts them. And so, because it's not enough, I mean, it's not enough to just say, you have to connect financial planning and the power of financial planning with where somebody is today. They have to be able to see it in their own lives. If they can see the impact financial planning has in their own lives, it connects with them. It resonates with them. It gives them that deep sense of why, um, because they can, they can experience that themselves. You know, you're asking people are like, why do we have such turnover in some of these firms? And I've talked to the people who've left these firms. It's like, I'm helping somebody with $10 million make $11 million. They're like, that's, I, I can't relate to that. That's, that's not relatable to me. Um, and so, you know, one of the things we focus on the externship is helping show how financial planning can be um, for a lot of different ways of, of serving clients. Um, this group is so dynamic and interesting and passionate. And it, it's just so exciting to see kind of what they're going to be doing because there's truly tens of millions of people who need financial planning advice in this country. And I have no doubt there are externs who are going to be leading the charge uh, um, on helping getting them financial planning advice. Yeah. I love that. When I talk to, um, you know, black advisors, Latin advisors, a lot of what they want to do is go back to their communities yeah. they came from and really educate them on the, on the, um, on the power of planning. I'll use your term. So Hannah, my God, what a special individual you are. We're yeah. so glad we're so lucky to have you as part of uh, the planning profession. So uh, as my last question, I like to call it last line. Um, with the title and theme of the podcast focused on the future, keys to building a sustainable, profitable, and impactful business in mind, what is your last line? What do you think is a critical takeaway for our audience? Remember the why. Keep going back to the why over and over and over again. The power of what we do, the power of financial planning in lives, like it changes it changes lives. It like truly changes generations of families. Like when you really think about that and you really like really internalize that, that changes everything. It's less about the money. It's, it's about the impact that you can have. And that just spreads. That'll make your, that'll make your employees stay. It'll inspire your clients. It'll just everything, everything evolves from that. And focusing on that, why it also just brings this joy, this spaciousness to this career that you can have in this space where it doesn't feel like work. It's, it's, it's such a privilege to be able to come and do this. Um, but really it's because I remember why this all matters um, in the first place. Oh, what a great last line. What a great way to end uh, podcast one. And that was so inspiring. And I think that you'll really touch a lot of people with, uh, with your ask about the why. So thank you so much for your insights and for what you are doing to make the financial planning profession a better place to work and by bringing awareness of it to so many. I'm Suzanne Syracuse. Thanks for listening and tune in next week when I sit down with the Colony Group's chairman and CEO, Michael Nathanson. Thanks again. 
Looking to fast forward your practice goals? Commonwealth Financial Network can help you evolve your business by providing entrepreneurial capital, affiliation flexibility, and tailored business strategies. Everything you need to put your practice into the fast lane. Welcome to a better path to success. Welcome to Commonwealth. To learn more, visit Commonwealth.com. Commonwealth Financial Network is a member of FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor.